feel more compelled to show up in your power and you take bigger risks. This is like all about having courage, living bravely. And we can't live bravely. We can't take those big risks when we don't really extend self-love and compassion to ourselves. And that really will impact the lives of those around you. Are you ready to take courageous steps to create a life and business you love? Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm Andrea Crisp, an empowerment coach, author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. For years, I was afraid to allow myself to shine. That was until I discovered that I could step into my own power, shift my mindset, and take ownership of my destiny. Now I coach individuals across the globe who are ready to own their life and make a massive impact. With a blend of practical and spiritual advice, my hope is that the Courage Cast empowers you to take brave steps in your own life and business. Hey there, welcome to the Courage Cast. I am Andrea Crisp and I'm your host. Whether this is your first time tuning in or you've been a longtime listener, I just want to thank you for being here. I am really excited to be back with you for another solo episode. Now, friend, it's Friday. I am loving summer so much. Today was one of those gorgeous days. And, you know, not to recap what just happened over the past winter, but like we all know, it was basically the worst winter ever. And then, of course, there was like very little spring course, I was in Florida, so I didn't really even (laughs) have a spring. But the summer weather has arrived. And uh, here in Northern Ontario, even though there are the fires in Canada, it has honestly been so beautiful the past few weeks. And I feel like I am a brand new person. You know, that that phrase living my best life. Well, that's exactly how I feel. But before we get into the show today, I wanted to shout out some of the past guests that have been on the Courage Cast over the past few months because the episodes that have just come out have been really incredible, so full of great information, of steps that you can take to help you move forward, especially when it comes to building wealth. So we had a whole series on wealth And in case you missed those episodes, I encourage you to go to whatever podcast player you have and download and cue them up so that you can listen to them because they are phenomenal. And we started out with a great guest, a financial advisor, someone who I just think the world of. Her name is Amy Getz. And her and I talked about what an incredible opportunity we have as women to change the world when we have wealth. And I think as women, so often, we feel like we don't have that kind of power or autonomy, but really building wealth for ourselves and for our families can make a huge difference, not only in our own context, but the context of the community in which we live in. So that was a great episode. We followed it up with a conversation with Wendy Verway, and she is a life and money strategist. She is from Alberta, Canada. Got to shout out the Canadians. And we talked about simplifying your life to call in abundance. Now, the reason why I loved this episode so much was because it really hit home 
on how often we think we need to amass more things or we think wealth is really about like getting more. And sometimes it's actually more about simplifying our lives to really have the abundance that we want. And what does that look like for you? What does that look like for your family? And how can we make those changes to really simplify? And the third episode was with Jetta Barbu, who is a gut health practitioner and a certified nutritionist. We talked about how health is your wealth. She has a great story of what has happened with her own life in having chronic illness and how she's been able to be on this healing journey to heal herself and how it has actually opened herself up to more financial abundance and how it really impacts her mindset. And so all of these episodes are just like top notch. I encourage you to make sure you download them and listen. And I will put all of the links to each one of those episodes in the show notes so you can access them. So I guess you notice the theme, right? We're talking a lot about wealth and uh, just honestly, just so good. And I would love for you to be able to, to listen to those incredible guests. Now, if you have not been part of our weekly connection call, I want to invite you in. I want to personally invite you to join us every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Courage and Conversations. Now, this is formally known as Mindset Mentor Circle, and it is something that we did for over a year. I loved the context of which we created this community. But I felt like it was time for a bit of a shift and a change. And so we rebranded and we've shifted the format just slightly. But we still have incredible conversations. It is a community that you are welcome to join at any time. And during that conversation, we have some of the guests that have been on the podcast. We talk about the takeaways from the episodes and we go really deep into things that can help you take those brave steps in your life. So we'd love to have you for Courage and Conversations. Now, friend, you know, I absolutely love sharing parts of my personal journey with you. I feel like the podcast over the past years has basically been, you know, a kind of like a chronological, um, you know, bit of my life. And uh, usually what I try to do is when I'm going through something, I like to process first, I like to kind of get through to the other side, and then I share it with you. But it's been on my heart to share. And so I really felt like this is the time for me to talk about it with you. And if you're someone who has ever like dealt with feelings of not enoughness, or you fall into the category of perfectionism, um, needing validation, uh, feeling like you don't belong, any of those things, then this episode is really going to hit home for you. And there's so many other things. This is just a little bit of, of what you may be experiencing. But I want to backtrack just a little bit before I dive in, because over the past few months, as I've mentioned in other episodes, I've been meeting with an incredible energy healer. And we've been working through some residual issues within my life as it pertains to my business. And I have to say, 
that during our calls, we have had the most potent breakthroughs. And I have done a lot of mindset work. I have done a lot of somatic work. This is just almost like going that one step deeper and really kind of like rooting out those generational beliefs, those things that have really been holding me back. And oh, I have to say, like, it just has blown my mind. It's been so amazing. And one thing that just came up recently was a block that had been keeping me from taking my life, both my personal life and in my business, to the next level. Now, what do I mean by next level? Next level means like a new iteration of what I'm doing or a new way of being. And I felt like I was just kind of like stuck in this like in between place. Almost so like I was hitting a brick wall. Like, you know, when you're like, you're getting somewhere and you're trying to move forward and then it's like, boom. And you just like go up against the wall, up against the wall. And I was not really creating any momentum. Not my life, no matter what decisions I was making. I was, you know, trying to shift my health. I was trying to lose weight. I was going to the gym. Uh, You know, I was trying to do all sorts of things. And I was not really having any kind of success or progress. And in business, I found myself also hitting that proverbial wall. And maybe you can relate to that, uh, maybe in your personal life, maybe in your business, maybe both. And it can be so frustrating, especially if you're not really sure why it's happening or what you can do about it. And that is exactly how I felt. I was so frustrated with where I was at. And I was, because of that, in my head a lot. I had been doing a lot of somatic work and there were moments in the frustration that I would just go back into overthinking and I would not allow myself to be present. I would find that I just felt really off. And, you know, even though I wanted things to be different, and I had been creating some momentum prior to that, it was almost like as though everything like shut down, like it was a complete stop. And in my business, I lost clients, both in my coaching business and in my vocal coaching business. And I was just seeing like, I don't know, it's like almost like everything was drying up. And the craziest thing, and pretty damn scary if I don't do say so myself, is that even though I had done a lot of the work, the inner work, the somatic work, the mindset work, um, and I had made progress, when those clients started to leave and I really didn't have any replenishing of those clients, I was just like kind of frozen. Like I was in analysis paralysis. I was just like, I couldn't seem to do anything. So one month passed and then a second month and still nothing, nothing changed. I wasn't creating any more momentum. I wasn't making any more progress. Nothing was really, really happening. So on a call with Roz, we had this breakthrough moment that shocked me. Like it completely came out of the blue for me. And it really was all about self-love. And I was like, what? What could this possibly have to do with me not moving forward in my business or making 
any kind of steps in my personal life towards what I desire. And what ended up coming up for me was that I was not showing myself any kind of real, genuine love or compassion. And that had been a theme for me over many, many, many years. So it wouldn't matter if I was in like a crisis mode or I was going through some sort of difficulty or challenge. Instead of showing grace and compassion for myself, like I might show to someone else, it was almost as if I was punishing myself for doing something wrong, for not getting it right, for not being perfect, for failing, for making a mistake. And it was something that was just adding up and piling up for me. Now, as you can imagine, this like created a pattern, it created like a loop that was on repeat. It was almost as if I was hearing the same subconscious thoughts over and over and over again. And when things weren't shifting or changing, I would feel frustrated with myself. And then I would like quietly retreat to punish myself. And really what that looked like was just like the negative critical voice, you know, the things I would tell myself. Um, I'm sure you've had those thoughts. I don't need to reiterate what they are to you. But what was happening was my ego was taking the lead. And instead of really tapping into being present with myself, I was finding myself being very, very ego driven. Now, as you can imagine, this just caused more and more and more frustration. But it also manifested things within my physical body symptoms, like anxiety, a lot of fatigue, bouts of depression over time. And I was even experiencing like some muscular pain within my body and I would find it like showing up in different places. So here's the thing, friend, about what happens subconsciously when we are experiencing this kind of trauma, because that's what it is. It's trauma in the body. When we believe something to be true about ourselves, so for me, this belief maybe that I needed to be perfect, which is a lot of where this stemmed from, and also really not trusting myself to show up for myself, was a belief that was playing on repeat. And I was creating everything out of that paradigm, everything out of that way of being. And it was outworking in every area. So of course, I'm not having any success because what's happening is I'm getting the thing I don't want instead of what I did want. And although it seems really simple, a lack of self-love and compassion actually can do a lot of damage to your personal life, to your relationships, to your financial bank account, to your beliefs, to your business, like it can damage a lot of things. And here's kind of what's happening behind the scenes. The ego either shows up thinking too highly of itself, or conversely, it shows up and it ruminates on the negative. So it can be either of those two things. And that's a real mind fuck, you know, excuse my French, but like, 
here's the thing, like you might think, okay, if I work on myself more, then I might appear to be more selfish or conceited, right? So like that's the ego driving what you are thinking about yourself, what you think other people are thinking about you. Or you might kind of think to yourself, okay, there are other more important things to worry about than whether or not I love myself. And again, that is a way of the ego trying to source safety and really be in control. And a lot of the time when we are in this place, it's kind of like this underlying feeling of like something's wrong with me. And maybe you don't know what it is, but it's just like that feeling, that sense. So let's get to the heart of what is self-love anyways. So self-love can be described as a state of appreciation for yourself. Um, It grows from support of your physical, your psychological, and your spiritual growth. And it means having regard for yourself, your own well-being, your happiness. It means that you're taking care of yourself. You're not sacrificing your own needs to please others. And it means that you are allowing yourself to really enjoy what you've been given and know that you deserve what you desire. Now, it can look different for every single person. And I know it might look different for me than it does for you. But it's really about understanding and being curious about what does self-love look like in your life? And how can you cultivate it for your mental health, for your emotional well-being, for your physical health, for the growth of an expansion of your business and your financial bank account, like in every way. And when I look back at kind of what was keeping me stuck in this arena of not really truly showing myself that love, it was really about the subconscious belief around being loved. Now, here's the thing. I grew up in a household where I felt so much love. And so it wasn't about the fact that I didn't feel love for my family. It was more about that I did not extend love to myself. Because I had experienced a trauma where I really didn't feel like people were trusting what I was saying. So what ended up happening at a young age was I developed this pattern of belief that people did not trust what I said. Therefore, I did not trust myself. And almost as though I was constantly trying to prove to myself and prove to others and get that need of safety and security and love from them. And when I didn't feel like I had it, I would then punish myself and keep myself isolated and away from other people. Now, this is something that I have actively been working on for years, like, uh, but really showing and practicing self-love has not been something that I have actively been doing. Like, that's just the truth of it. And so in even just recording this podcast episode today and wanting to share this with you, 
it really was something that I was like, okay, I really want to share this from a authentic and vulnerable place. Because I believe like, even as I'm sharing it now, maybe months will go by and I will be in a totally different place and I'll be able to share how things have shifted for me um, because of really practicing self-love. So I want to ask you, what ways do you practice self-love? Are you practicing self-love? Like, are you extending that self-love to yourself? And it can look like being mindful, being present in your body. Like when you're on a walk, are you like in your head thinking about things? Are you kind of taking in your surroundings, enjoying what you're seeing, what you're hearing, the smells? Are you... um practicing self-love by taking action based on what you need in the moment versus what you want. This is a really great way to do it because a lot of times we're like, oh, I want this. I want this. But like, have you ever stopped to ask yourself, like, what do I need in this moment? Another good practice for self-care and self-love is like feeding your body with healthy foods, knowing that you can extend compassion and grace when you don't, right? That's a big thing. Um, having really uh, routines that that support your your self love, like exercise, morning and evening rituals, um, having healthy conversations with people, being in a place where you can release judgment of yourself when you make mistakes or things that have come up in the past that you feel like, oh, wish I hadn't done that. I wish that wouldn't have been this way. I wish I would have taken care of that sooner. Just allowing yourself to release any kind of judgment or criticism around yourself. Prioritizing yourself, really allowing yourself to to be put first. And I know that can feel hard when you have family to take care of. You've got kids, maybe you've got people that you're looking out for, your clients. Forgiving yourself for past mistakes letting them go, like I said in in an earlier one, and just really leaning into trusting your intuition and taking action on what you know is right for you. Now, all of these things will add up. Every single practice that you extend in your life that you allow yourself to lean into is going to make a difference. Every single one. Absolutely. And I want to share 10 benefits with you that I think are going to show up in your life because of the practice of self-love and compassion. So the first one is when we take that time to love ourselves, we become more self-aware. Like, as I mentioned, you know, knowing what do I need versus what do I want? Because a lot of times when we're thinking of just of what do we want, we're really not dialing into like, what does my body need right now? Do I need rest? Do I need to go outside? Do I need to work? Do I need to take a break? What is it that you need? You become more self-aware and then you're able to nurture that need and you become attuned to what is right for you. And that is like the best way to be able to hold space for yourself, hold space for others, and to increase in that capacity. And if you've ever felt like, you know, it's like, oh, it's just too much. Like I can't even be around people there. It's too much. 
Well, a lot of it is because you can't even hold space for yourself, let alone hold space for others. But if you start with holding space for yourself first and knowing what you need, it's going to be a lot easier for you to hold space for others. The second one is showing up more authentically with self-compassion. Because when you're doing that, you know that there's nothing wrong with you. Like, I think that underlying feeling of like, oh, there must be something wrong with me is something that holds us back so much. But when you are leading with showing up authentically, but when you start to show up more authentically, it's almost as though you become the best version of yourself. And the best version of yourself helps you in every relationship. Because it's like basically putting your best foot forward. It's like showing up as who you were created to be. And people love when they know that you're being authentic and genuine. Another benefit is really starting to have more energy. (laughs) Like imagine having more energy for what it is that you love. Because people can see that. They can feel it. And they can sense the shift in you and are magnetized towards you when you're in that energy. The fourth benefit is really being present in the moment and just having that understanding that your life is a journey. And also business and entrepreneurship is a journey. It's not a destination. It's not like you have to be successful in absolutely everything right off the bat. There is no rush for you to succeed. You will get there in due time. And when you take that approach, it really becomes more about the lessons that you learn along the way and who you're becoming in the process. The fifth benefit is resiliency, is being able to bounce back from anything that you find is really been hard for you. Um, You become less concerned about your mistakes or the things that you perceive as failures. And the more resilient you become, the more you can find solutions for the difficulties, the challenges that arise. So it's almost like you become like this incredible problem solver for yourself and for others. Number six is you feel more compelled to show up in your power and you take bigger risks. This is like all about having courage, living bravely. And we can't live bravely. We can't take those big risks when we don't really extend self-love and compassion to ourselves. And that really will impact the lives of those around you. Number seven, you're more empathetic towards yourself and your needs as well of those that you love, that you're in relationship with. Knowing that There are times that you're going to need to rest. There are times you're going to need to take time for yourself and honoring what it is you need and having empathy for yourself and for others. Number eight, you are able to develop trust in yourself and you know that what you have to offer people really, really need and you don't have to show up perfectly, (laughs) like takes the pressure off. You can just show up as yourself. And the beauty is you'll stop worrying about what other people think. You'll just take action and it won't matter. Number nine is you'll set boundaries for yourself and your relationships. 
You'll likely see yourself doing this at home and also with your client relationships. And those relationships will flourish because of that. There's something that happens when you are in your own power. It actually gives somebody else permission to be in theirs. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And number 10, you are more accepting of what is so that you can move through that. You can move through it. You don't have to worry about, is it good? Is it bad? Do I need this? All that kind of stuff. You just move through it and you create more of what you desire because you are accepting, you're in acceptance of what is and self-love helps you to be in the energy, the vibration, the frequency of what you desire. And it really magnetizes what you desire to you. Now, having said all that, I think to myself, oh my gosh, Andrea, like you're kidding me. You've not actually really been practicing this to the degree that you need to be. So like friend, I am telling myself more, (laughs) telling this more to myself than even I am to you, but it's an accountability. Uh, When you are extending self-love and when you are really allowing these practices to be forefront in your life, you're going to have a greater sense of self, self esteem, self worth. And, you know, usually at this point in the podcast, I would tell you, okay, like, I've totally fallen madly in love with myself. And everything is great, and wonderful. But honestly, like friend, I'm just at the beginning stages of my own journey of my own self love experiment, really deepening that compassion, that grace, that that love towards myself. And I cannot wait to share what happens, what comes of it with you. And I've already noticed a huge difference in my life. And I know this is something that is going to be an ongoing journey. It's always going to deepen. It's always going to be, you know, developing further. And I want to invite you on the journey with me. There are three prompts that I want to share with you, and it's a great way for you to really get started on this. And the first question that you can ask yourself is, what is the one step that I can start taking right now that my future self will thank me for? Just one. You just have to start somewhere. Number two, how can I start creating more healthy practices for self-love in my life and in my business. And then number three, in what ways can you take time for yourself to fill your own cup? What would that actually look like for you? So if this resonates with you, if you're like, Andrea, yes, you are like speaking my language. This is what I need. I need more of this. This is the journey I'm on. Or you've kind of already been there and you're in the process of it. I want to encourage you to join me on Wednesday for the Courage and Conversations call because we're going to dive deeper into this topic and really start talking about what it would look like for us to love ourselves unapologetically and really live from that place. Now, friend, I'm often asked, what is the transformation that takes place in a coaching relationship? And I know that when you're thinking about, you know, really having these shifts, these big shifts in life, it's like, well, what's the end result? Like, what am I coming away with? 
what can I expect, Andrea? Like, what is going to change in my life? Am I going to have these major shifts? Am I going to feel better? Am I going to feel worse? Like, what's actually going to happen? And I have really kind of distilled it down to five key transformations that I see taking place over and over and over again when it comes to my clients over the many years that I have been coaching. And these transformations take place whether it's within the context of a group, like the Brave Collective Mastermind, whether it is through one-on-one long-term coaching where we are really deepening the inner work to shift those subconscious beliefs, whether it is through a power hour, which is giving you a quick win, it still is happening in that one session. And also through the VIP experience, where it's really allowing you to reconnect body, mind, spirit to your divine purpose and outwork what it is that you desire in your life and in your business. There are five key transformations that take place. And so over the next five weeks, I'm going to highlight each of them. I'm going to share with you what those life-changing outcomes are and how you can start experiencing them right now and what it might look like for you to partner in a coaching relationship. And honestly, friend, I really believe that this is the foundational work. When we do this work, it is all about taking ownership over our lives. It's about being in your power. And when you're taking that ownership, you're not giving your power away to other people. You're not falling into like that, oh, poor me, that always happens to me. Instead, you're taking steps towards creating beliefs that support you being in your own power. And trust me when I say this is going to shift how you see yourself as a woman, how you see yourself within the context of your relationships and as a CEO of your business. So I hope that you'll join me next week as we start this series, beginning with really taking ownership over your life. Friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review. And while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crelly.